When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Notre Dame fans, whenever you are watching or listening to this week's Notre Dame recruiting updates um, with myself, Mike Singer, and Kyle Kelly. Kyle, how are you doing, my friend? What's new in your world, man? Not a whole lot. Uh, just preparing for this massive game against USC. I know Notre Dame's uh, football season has kind of taken a little bit of a downswing over the last week, but recruiting is still in the upswing so those kids are keeping us plenty plenty busy ahead of this week we're expecting a pretty uh, massive visitor weekend uh in south bend so that's been uh what it's looked like here on my end of the ship and i know things have been pretty busy on your end as well yeah i have no idea what i've even done this week uh i like it's today monday i mean is it tuesday i don't even know what day of the week it is anymore kyle but um this is the uh, the joys of the football season. Um, this is what we live for. So uh, Nick says good morning. More, good morning, Nick. Hope everyone is doing well on this Thursday. If you're watching live, watching back, always helps support our channel if you hit that thumbs up on the video. And, of course, subscribing so you don't miss any other Notre Dame football and recruiting videos on the channel. And, of course, uh, go to blueandgold.com. Current offer. Actually, offers, plural, if you want to sign up and join the Blue and Gold community. A dollar for your first month, or if you want to take the plunge for the entire year, you can go 50% off for your first year, and this is for new subscribers only. So please do check that out, blueandgold.com. Um, well, Kyle, um, I guess let's just dive right into it. So, you know, when... when, when when Kyle and I are like discussing topics for the show, I mean, a lot of this kind of takes care of itself. We, we talk about news, we talk about where we go on the road, but for kind of the opening segment, we're like, man, what's, what's the biggest kind of thing going on right now. And obviously it's the USC Notre Dame visit weekend. And you can find the full list of blue and gold.com. We've been covering it all week. Um, so yeah, head to the website for that. But we wanted to talk about, there's four recruits, maybe there's five, Kyle, you can let me know if I miss someone, but there's four recruits that are actually a Notre Dame USC battles. Actually, let's say three and a half. They're like, it seemed to be Notre Dame USC battles. Um, so prospects coming to South Bend who are very much considering Notre Dame, obviously, and then USC in their lead group as well. Hey, pod, hey podcast audience, hope you are doing as well. Um, Hello, hello, audio only folks. Uh, but yeah, Kyle, let's dive into uh, these players first. I, I, I love talking about this one, Kyle, because you think, okay, a player from a Catholic memorial 
in uh, Wisconsin, an offensive lineman, 6'7", 295 pounds. It's got to be Notre Dame, Wisconsin, right? Well, we've been hearing for a while, blue and gold, that it's really Notre Dame and USC. So, Kyle, can you can you tell us a little bit about this recruitment? Because um, you you've been uh, you've seen him in person, you've been able to meet him. Tell us about his recruitment a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a a guy that's higher up on Notre Dame's board right now than Owen Strebig, you know, who's trending toward five star status as a offensive tackle from Catholic Memorial in uh, Wisconsin. He picked up a Notre Dame offer back in March, a few days after their pot of gold recruiting event, when they just throw out it seems like a billion offers uh, to 2025 recruits. Uh, Owen picked up his a couple days after after that, uh, visited Notre Dame in the spring, returned twice during the summer, was already at the Ohio State game uh, this fall, and now he'll be back for his second Notre Dame game. So he is giving Notre Dame a super serious look. I mean, two visits in the summer, two game day visits now, I mean, that's pretty – telling sign um, about Owen Strebig's interest in Notre Dame. But USC is right there as well. Uh, Lincoln Riley and that crew in Southern California have making a, made a super big impression on Strebig. Uh, he, he was out there in the spring to visit campus. He's also going to stop by uh, Los Angeles for, I think it's a UCLA game at the end of the year. Uh, Owen's been very strategic, I guess, with his visits this fall. He's very, very focused on his high school football season, and um, he's pretty much only going to night games <laughs> um, uh, on, re- on recruiting visits, uh, game day visits. He, you know, Ohio State was a night game. Uh, this Saturday's game against USC is a night game. USC is after his season, uh, so that will be a nice, convenient trip back to uh, Southern California. Yeah, so like I showed up on the screen for folks watching you. For folks watching on YouTube, he's going to return around this time next month to USC, visit there over the summer, and getting back there. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's also um, Talon Taylor, the receiver from Geneva Community in Illinois. He really likes UCLA. It's it's just interesting seeing these kids from the Midwest really liking these LA schools. Um, just a coincidence? Is it like a like want to go get to the warmer weather spots? Just kind of see those places. NIL opportunities in LA. I don't know, but um, certainly interesting. So, um, Owen Strebig, again, you wouldn't think this massive offense lineman would have an unofficial top two. We're calling it a top two, right? Not him of Notre Dame and USC. Wisconsin, you obviously can't count out. Um, and he obviously has a uh, long offer list of other programs as well. How about. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to give one more final thought on Street Big. You know, yeah, I, I think that we've talked about Notre Dame and USC a lot with him, but he's also been to Florida and Miami a few times, and those two schools are um, looking to get him back on campus, and I know he likes those two options as well. Let me ask you for your take on that. Do you think that this is a kid who maybe wants to get away from the Midwest and go play in warmer weather? Because you, you see the RPM. I like him for Notre Dame. I've already predicted him to the Fighting Irish. I think Owen Strebig wants to go wherever he feels a team can win a national championship and develop them into an off, uh, a first-round offensive lineman. So South Carolina, Miami, and Florida, um, they don't really fit that criteria considering they have not made the college football playoff since, uh, you know, since its inception, I think, in 2014. Right. You know, Notre Dame's made it a couple times, but obviously hasn't looked pretty in those matchups. But – Notre Dame's been in the conversation. They always are in the conversation. USC is looking to become in the conversation. But I think those are the two primary factors for Owen Strebig. Do you like the 12-team playoff, Kyle? Yes and no. Um, It's not really a great answer, but I don't like how it takes away the meaning from regular season games. Yeah. Because, like, you know, these – just like example, the Red River rivalry uh, last Saturday, which uh, you know Tyler Horka, friend of the show, you know, obviously a big contributor at Blue and Gold, his Hey Horka segment every Monday, uh, Texas grad, uh, you know that that game is is a massive game just because it's like whoever loses that game, like your college football playoff hopes like dwindle down significantly. And, you know, Notre Dame's got a little bit more leeway with one loss just because they're not in a conference and 
of course, being in a conference sometimes hurts Notre Dame. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, I think I, that my whole thing is, like, I don't like the four-team playoff, but I also don't like how a 12-team playoff uh, takes away the importance yeah. of these regular season games. So I kind of lean more towards six teams, yeah. maybe eight. But, yeah, I think 12 is a little too much. Yeah, so I'm with you, like the college football traditionalist in us, right? We don't like that. But then just from the college football fan and observer and understand like the the TV revenue and all that side of things, yeah, it's pretty exciting. So I, I'm with you. Uh, but yeah, Kyle, let, let's let's um let's continue to go through these guys. Uh, Damian Shanklin, another I, I mentioned Talon Taylor on Street Bacon. Here's another Midwest kid. Um, from Warren Central and Indy, um, who, uh, I mean, you see on the RPM, there's these schools aren't to be found yet, but Notre Dame and USC has he has he been out to USC to your knowledge? But uh, not yet, that's not, yet. not an easy trip. <laughs> no, it's not. Is this actually his first trip to Notre Dame as well? It is, yeah. So Notre Dame offered him, uh, in August, just a few weeks after the uh. August contact period opened up for 2025 recruits. And even though he's right down there at Indy, um, his head coach, uh, his name uh, escapes me. I think it's Coach Kirshner, Mike Kirshner maybe, um, at Warren Central. He coached um, a couple of Notre Dame guys back in his day, and uh, he's now at Warren Central now. So there is a connection there with Notre Dame. But, yeah, this will be his first trip up to South Bend as a recruit. Yeah, so – it seems like Notre Dame's in a pretty good spot with him. We really do maybe next week need to spend some time just talking about like all the players on the 2025 D-line board because, I I mean, they have three committed, and it seems like they're like the lead group, if not the lead school, for like five others, and I would include Damian Shanklin in that. So 6'5", 210 pounds, looks more like a, a wide receiver right now, uh, but schools liking him as an edge rusher, and that would include Notre Dame, who offered him in August, I believe, Kyle. Yeah, he was an August offer, and uh, just like a, another final thought on um, Damian Shakelin, you know, this really is a USC-Notre Dame battle right now, which is super interesting, being a Midwest kid from, you know, Indianapolis, obviously. In the, uh, in the internet recruiting era, which is basically since 2002, when, you know, Rivals, Scout.com, 24-7, all these websites on three now, of course, um, have emerged it you know in the modern recruiting area as as some refer it to USC has only signed one player ever from Indianapolis over the really? last 22 or so years hmm. that was Marquis Step a four-star yep. running back out of Indianapolis Cathedral uh Step ended up transferring to Nebraska so it's really interesting so um yeah you got you got to kind of like uh, the odds in Notre Dame's favor uh for Damian Shaklin just based off that yeah, yeah. So very interesting there. Um, so Kyle, you know, you're talking about these um Notre Dame USC recruiting battles. You would think it's more of Notre Dame going into USC's backyard than USC going into Notre Dame's, which again, I don't know if that's like a Lincoln Riley thing, or is it more Midwest prospects being interested in USC? It's interesting. Uh, but here's one where Notre Dame is going into more USC's backyard. And have we confirmed this one yet? Noah Noah McCall from uh Bonita in in, in California. Last we heard, this one was still in the works, but I think from what you and I have heard behind the scenes, it's trending towards making this happen. Um, Noah McHale is just trying to work through his family schedule a little bit, and but um, yeah, not 100% confirmed, but this one is trending toward happening. Yeah, so thoughts, I, I want to say you've been covering this recruitment a little bit more than me. I knew he was on campus for the Clemson game last year. Um, let me double check that. No, that is correct because he was there for Clemson. He hung around a couple of days and picked up his offer on that Sunday. Yep, and then returned in April. So this would be trip number three for him. He's been to USC six times, most recently at the end of July. But, um, you know, the we talked about the D-line board is pretty crowded already. Um, the linebacker board seems pretty wide open. Um, I, they're in the lead for a few guys, though, at least in my opinion. Um, and uh, it's a pretty big weekend for linebacker recruiting, actually. So, Kyle, I got I need about 60 seconds from you on Noah McHale. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting when he was there in the spring. 
Um, I had a couple text messages from Notre Dame fans asking me if he was on commit watch. <laughs> like that's how uh, much you know. I guess observers have kind of found Noah likes Notre Dame, but you know he's chosen to delay his recruitment, and I don't really think a decision is going to be um, coming soon from him. But this is a Notre Dame USC battle as well with some of these Texas schools, as you see, according to the recruiting prediction machine, Texas A and M and Texas. Uh, have been really involved in this recruitment. But I know Noah and his family, they like Notre Dame a lot. I mean, three trips and within a year from Southern California, that's no easy um, one to make. So if he does indeed make it to campus on Saturday, as we expect, um, look for Notre Dame to make another big move in his recruitment. All right, we are going to – we actually have one more player to talk about, but um, which is actually a really interesting one. But before we do, Kyle, do you know what time it is? It's time to win some money, hopefully. All right, so let's let's hear from Prize Picks. Um, if Mike can uh, figure out how to use the screen, so Prize Picks is today's sponsor. Uh, this is basically how it works. So you pick two or more players from any sport. You pick more or less on their projected stats. You can do a flex play where you still can win if one of your picks mix uh, misses. Or you could just do a power play, which is higher payouts, but you must get all of your picks right. Um, all first-time users that deposit and use promo code BGI, that is super important, use promo code BGI, you'll get 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. So if you deposit 100 bucks, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, it will be $50. Um, so download the app, prizepicks.com. Um, and use that promo code BGI. Um, it's not just for college games, folks. Prize Picks offers projections on any sports you watch: PGA, college uh, basketball, men's basketball, um, women's basketball, both professionally and collegially. NASCAR, MMA, cricket, soccer—just about anything. And please do use that promo code BGI for a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred bucks. Um, so, let's take a quick look, Kyle, at my uh, my prize. You know, we like to look at the winners. We don't need to worry about the losers. Um, so I always like to throw in like a primetime game. This was a one I loved right here. The pay it was a ten dollar power play, and I've had most success just on the the two just a power play of two picks. Um it was Garoppolo, and this was the Monday night game. Garoppolo had thrown picks in like six straight games or something ridiculous. So I was like Give me Garoppolo throwing a pick. It was more than 0.5. And then Jordan Love. I was like, there's no way Jordan Love's throwing two touchdowns. So I took the less than two, uh, 1.5, and that hit. Kyle, there are a lot. I know you just sent me a message. Um, you don't need to send me a message, Kyle. Just just tell me what's on your mind, brother. There's a lot that I like. Um, I, these all are – so there's four Notre Dame um, picks that you can make for this USC game. Estime, his is uh, 87.5, the more or less. I personally would not touch that one. If I had to pick it, I would go less. Jaden Thomas, 35.5 receiving yards. I think this is a get-right game for Jaden Thomas. I would take the, the more there. Mitchell Evans, 63.5 receiving yards is pretty tasty. I would take the more. Sam Hartman, 263.5. I, don't, I wouldn't touch that one. That's a really interesting line because USC's pass defense is bad. But he hasn't hit that uh, that that total in uh, in the past three games. Um, which of these would you? Because we're, th- we're 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 going to throw down on on uh, at least make one pick for Notre Dame games. I, I, one of these guys. I like Jaden Thomas the most here. What what do you like? So believe it or not, I don't think this has been discussed much among Notre Dame. Uh, football coverage platforms, but also don't quote me on this, but I thought when I saw Jaden Thomas toward the end of the Louisville game, he pulled mm, up again You're right uh, with that hamstring. So I'm not uh, 100% certain what his availability will be on Saturday. This is just pure speculation. Um, but if he does play, I do like him to hit that number. Well, they might play him and trot him out there when he's hobbling, knowing what we saw last week. So, which of these do you like? Do you like Mitch Evans? Probably Mitch Evans. Uh, More than 63 and a half? 
Yeah, considering um, Jaden Thomas's status, once again, speculation. Um, yes. All right. I honestly, uh, my favorite is probably Hartman, but life is too short to bet to bet the less or to to pick the less. Um, so we're gonna go J- Mitchell Evans. There are some NFL picks that I really like. Um, With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How about Justin Fields? The more or less is at 192.5. He threw for 282 and 335 in his last two outings. Um, I like that one. Um, And then there was uh, passing touchdowns. Um, I liked more than 1.5 for Kirk Cousins, who's hit that in his last five. And Chicago doesn't have some crazy defense. I know Vikings-Bears games are probably usually low scoring, but those are the ones that jumped out to me. What what, what do you like, Kyle? I almost like any Chiefs bet tonight because I'm sorry if there's any Broncos fans in this this YouTube show in the chat, but... um, Based off all the research I've done, the Broncos' defense has just been putrid this year. So, well, what um, do you want to go with? I I think Mahomes uh, goes more than 250 yards easily, but I know that one is 269. Uh, let's take a look at his touchdown totals because I think uh, if they have them available, Mahomes could toss a couple touchdowns tonight. Not so nothing available. tonight. Um, anything with Isaiah Pacheco, that's another guy I like the former yeah, Rutgers. 74 and a half rushing yards. That's a tricky number. If it yeah. was rushing and receiving, I would like it. We but, do have um, that. Um, rushing, no, where is it? Rushing, receiving yards combo. No, that's not it. Receiving yards. No, I guess it's not here. Or if I'm just missing it. Oh, there it is. Rush receiving yards, 90.5. Gosh, that's still a big number. So maybe shy away from that, that one, but I think we just got to uh, trust Mahomes on this one. Uh, Mahomes is undefeated against the Broncos. I think he's 11-0 in his career. So that's a big number, but we're talking about one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. All right, so we're going to go more and more, and we'll throw down a 20 spot on it. There we go. So there's uh, your prize picks. For this week, use promo code uh, BGF, and we'll, we will talk about how we uh, probably didn't do too well on that <laughs> next week. Thank you to Price Picks for sponsoring today's show. All right, so this last USC Notre Dame battle, uh, and again, these are all players who we expect to visit this week. I know Mikel kind of being the one, maybe. I'm going with. This is kind of an interesting one because Kingston Villiamuasa is committed to Notre Dame. His top three schools went before he committed to the Irish at the end of July, Notre Dame, Ohio State, USC. And that's the order that it seemed it finished in as well. He visited Notre Dame for the Ohio State game. Ohio State beat Notre Dame. Now he's returning for Notre Dame, USC. Again, this is a kid from St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California. Um, I'm sure there's ton of local pressure for him to go to USC. So I just find this one pretty interesting that like he's committed to Notre Dame. I think like the, the word is my bond is like, a like I, I put this out there. Like I'm sticking to this. I think that's really big with Vili Amuasa and, and his family. Like you committed to that. We are not changing kind of thing. Um, so, so it's not, this is not a super notable visit in that sense, but, it just it's recruiting. You never know. So I just find this one interesting that Southern California kid committed to Notre Dame over USC um, and returning to campus for the Notre Dame USC game. So, um, yeah, I think this, you know, Notre Dame could just go out and put a good performance in and and make uh, Villian Muasa even more solid and uh, be able to 
you know, talk a little smack to his uh, USC friends at uh, St. John Bosco. So that is uh, Kingston Villiamuasa. I, I still think it's a it's a notable visit, even though he's a Notre Dame commit. And there are a bunch of Notre Dame commits coming to campus um, this weekend. Kyle, it's always notable when the Fighting Irish offer a, a quarterback prospect, and they did last night. Will Griffin from Tampa Jesuit, class of 2026. So, of course, Notre Dame already has 2024 quarterback commit CJ Carr. They got a 2025 uh, quarterback uh, pledged in Deuce Knight. We'll talk about more in a bit. And then they're already working on 2026. I think they've offered six guys. So, Will Griffin, what do they feed these kids? Six, two and a half, 225 pound quarterback offers from Florida, Florida State, Miami, um, Pittsburgh, obviously Notre Dame now. Ole Miss, Ohio State, Michigan, Auburn. So pretty strong offer list already. High school teammates of Notre Dame class of 2025 running back commits um, Justin Thurman. Griffin's someone who Notre Dame's been tracking for a while. I know they wanted to have him up on campus in June for a camp. If he would have, he wasn't able to go. It was actually the same day that Thurman went, but Griffin couldn't make it. Notre Dame very well may have offered him um, at that point if he made it in but he didn't drops the midseason highlight tape kyle i have not watched this kid's tape yet that we're about to pop up on the screen um but uh yeah notre dame uh, offering him you gotta love the play action on the first play under center that that bodes well for notre dame but uh yeah kyle thoughts on this offer notre dame getting busy in the 2026 class at a at a again a school that you have justin thurman committed there you got Jesuit in the name. That always bodes well for the Irish. So thoughts on uh, this young man? Yeah, like you mentioned, six quarterbacks have already been offered in the 2026 recruiting cycle. And I think that with Notre Dame having their 24 and 25 quarterbacks locked in um, with C.J. Carr and Deuce Knight, and obviously you know, teams aren't going to stop recruiting those guys, even C.J. Carr, who's been committed you know, for well over a year now and – I can assure you those SEC schools aren't going to stop with Deuce Knight, but Notre Dame can just kind of focus on Deuce Knight and continue keeping him locked in uh, with the Irish. And I know we'll probably talk a little bit more about him later. You know, we don't expect him to flip at all. Um, he is 100% locked in with Notre Dame. Is just really accepted Notre Dame for everything. Um, but anyway, you know, Notre Dame and Gino Gadulli can really get going on 2026 quarterback recruit, recruiting now. Like like we mentioned, six guys have already been offered. Uh, Julian Lewis, the superstar from your neck of the woods, I think Carrollton, Georgia, has already committed to USC. So Notre Dame's options are down to five. They hosted uh, Noah Grubbs earlier uh, for the Ohio State game uh, from the Florida area. But, yeah, uh, Notre Dame going at, after uh, Justin Thurman's teammate, you brought up his offer list, a super strong uh, one so far. And just looking at his tape, uh, definitely a guy that can push push the ball downfield, which I know will really excite Notre Dame fans. Dude, this kid does not look like a sophomore. Like he, I, I really like this kid uh, on film. Big, like I'm interested to see, like, is he a true six two and a half? Because if he is, like, holy crap! Um, I mean, he's built really well. Like for pushing the ball downfield looks like a this would be a good fit for Notre Dame, in my opinion. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I really like this offer, and um, my whole family is about 45 minutes from this kid's high school. Like, that's I, I, I you know, went to middle and high school and um, college uh, in, in the, the Clearwater Tampa area. So it's like, man, I need to make it down to Tampa Jesuit, and I'm like, crap. I would have to be for a playoff game because the season's already winded down. It's just, it's just flown by so fast. Uh, but uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, and the offensive coordinator at Tampa Jesuit, I went to high school with his son. So um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of ties for me down in, uh, in this area, but you mentioned, and you like the whole, they have Deuce Knight committed. I think your point was kind of like, well, that allows them to recruit 2026 more. Is that your answer, Kyle? Yes or no? Was that kind of your, your thought? Yeah, basically, Gino Caduli can give more energy and focus on 2026 quarterback recruiting since they already have their guy in 2025. I, I would push back on that a little bit. I under, I, I get the logic, like, yes, and, and uh, there's definitely some validity to that. 
I just think us as Notre Dame followers are just so used to Notre Dame not getting ahead in the sophomore class in high school for quarterback recruiting because that just wasn't what Tommy Reese and Brian Kelly did. But this is what most schools do. Like, if you have your 25 quarterback or not, you you get in early on the 26 quarterback. So if Notre Dame didn't have Deuce Knight committed, I still think they're doing exactly what they're doing in 2026. So, again, I, I, I like your point, Kyle, and it, it's fair. But I just think that this is Gino Caduli, Marcus Freeman recruiting. Like, it's going to be aggressive and getting after guys early because – I mean, the amount of stories that, you know, we can tell on like Notre Dame, like being late in, in, in some of these quarterback recruitings. So, um, yeah, I, I really like this offer. He looks really good. Um, and some of these strikes down the field as a sophomore in high school, this kid looks to be the real deal at Tampa Jesuit. Um, that That's again, I think that's got to bode well for Notre Dame. So um, that's Will Griffin, six, two and a half, 225 pounds um new offer from notre dame that was extended wednesday night um that uh says uh did i see elijah rushing open up his recruitment the five star from uh edge rusher from arizona uh he did any chance the hours start recruiting him again i reported on this bloomgold.com the other night um the short answer is yes but good luck to them so um yep uh, Nick says, what do you guys think about Angeli taking the road over the reins next year? We will see. Um, in my opinion, it's Angeli or they bring in a transfer. Um, but I would probably lean towards thinking they'll do the latter, but we will see. Um, hope everyone is doing well. If you are watching live, watching back, hit the thumbs up on this video. Of course, subscribe to our channel for more content and, um, blueandgold.com is your home for all things Notre Dame fighting Irish football and recruiting coverage so please check out the websites um if uh if you are new uh let's hear from another sponsor before we move on with today's show and that's my perfect franchise if you're a displaced corporate executive maybe you're wanting to put your career in your own hands or are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify well andy ludicky can help you out he's a huge college sports fan and franchise veteran having owned multiple franchises and businesses using Andy's expertise. He helps others find their American dream through a very thorough consultation um, and um, uh, evaluation process. Give Andy a call, put your life and career in your own hands. Andy's number is 404-973-9901. Best of all, his services are hundred percent free to use. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. All right, moving along, what do we have, Kyle? Uh, okay, so now we're we're kind of getting into the part of the show where we're talking about players that we saw on the road recently. So in mid-September, so a month ago, and at the end of the month, I made trips out to Charlotte, and your boy's been struggling in uh, putting together the clips. But I got it done this morning before the show. This is literally all I've done been doing before the show started. I was just editing footage. So I have four clips to show. And I was thinking maybe I should save one for next week. No, we're not we're we're not getting behind the eight ball again. We are we're gonna stay on this, Kyle. So you can chill out for a little bit. And I'm just gonna talk here. Okay. So first of all, we've got Jack Larson, Notre Dame's. Uh, class of 2024 tight end commit. Again, this was mid-September footage. I believe it was six catches, about 96 yards. Um, What a stud. First play here. Let me remove this real quick. Um, First play here. It was a block, I recall, just putting this guy on his backside. Maybe the guy was falling a little bit, but that doesn't matter. Jack Larson, man, if he were two inches taller, we're talking about a five-star prospect in my opinion, but him as a split out, like H-back, move tight end, I absolutely love this kid. Um, Hand in the dirt, running a little seam route, catch, easy, tough to bring down player. Um Jack Larson's having a really phenomenal senior season as well. Here's a little corner route. Catches the ball with his hands. Kid's got confidence. Um, 
split out at receiver, slant, go down, get the ball with his hands. This These next two receptions that you can see, all three of these catches were all on the same drive late in the game to go down and win. It was, I believe it was tied up 22-22. Breaking tackles here, tough to bring down. You can actually see um, – hold on. You can see the scoreboard here, 22-22, 212 left. And what's a Charlotte uh, Catholic do? Throw 85 the football. Um, so he's fired up there. How about this, Kyle? I, again, podcast audience, I'm sorry. Watch on YouTube. That's my recommendation. If you don't like me narrating footage, just go watch us on YouTube. How about this team threw big old 55 to just hit Jack Larson at the line, and then they have a corner behind him. Look at what Jack Larson just does. Yep, 55, sorry, I am quicker than you. And then at that point, the corner is too far off. So just quick little slant route, boom, easy. Jack Larson bringing defenders with him. And then this last play here, you got Jack Larson at defensive end, which he would play in pass rushing situations. Um, tips the ball and that's picked off um, for, uh, for a big play for his defense. So Jack Larson... Um, just a, just a football player, man. The measurables aren't absolutely elite, but just a football player. Uh, and that's the uh, Notre Dame tight end commit from Charlotte Catholic. A couple weeks later, I went over to Charlotte Christian, um, to watch another Notre Dame commits. And, uh, Kyle, I'll be honest. When we saw him at Irish Invasion, I mean him him and Kane Williams, they like they, they didn't do one-on-ones. They just kind of did drill work. He dropped a few passes. I was not overly impressed with Mikey Gilbert as a receiver. I was as an athlete. I was like, man, this kid looks the part. But just to be completely honest, and I'm saying this because I would tell Micah if I was talking to him, like, I didn't love him at Irish Invasion. I saw him against Raven Gap uh, at the end of September. Really good team. Charlotte Christian lost 28 to 13. Catholic won, by the way, that Jack Larson game. I was so freaking impressed with, with Micah Gilbert. If you can pull up the stats for me, Kyle, um, and you can, when I'm done talking about Micah Gilbert, if you can tell me what it was, I think it was, it was nine receptions. He, he had a touchdown and went over a hundred yards. What a freaking stud Micah Gilbert is this receiver prospect from Charlotte Christian. Um, might not be the fastest in the world, which I know Notre Dame fans are like, I only want guys with 4-2 speed from here on out. But I am telling you guys, this kid is Jaden Thomas, but but quicker and probably a bit faster. Has a higher ceiling than Jaden Thomas. I loved this kid's game. Um, the smoothness, how he catches the ball super consistently, all with his hands. They, Charlotte Christian's offense only had success when they threw 14 the ball. He probably had 15 targets on the day. Throwing him these screen passes where he just had, like when he gets the ball in his hands, he had really good vision, um, elusiveness, some suddenness, twitchiness, tough kid, really the complete package at the receiver position. Here, he, I mean, Raven Gab's defensive game plan was what teams are doing against Notre Dame. Stack the box and throw it deep on us. Or, or that's all you can do. I don't know why they didn't throw the ball to 14 every single play. I mean, because they had so much success, a lot of screen passes, um, but every single time he got, like, he got the ball, it was like big game. Like Sometimes I feel like offense coordinators overthink these things. Like They could throw this screen pass. This specific play only went for a few yards, but like I don't know why you just don't throw the ball to him every single down. Uh, until they stop it because, um, again, a phenomenal talent. There's even a play uh, or, excuse me, a pass interference on that play there. That was interesting. But even this little uh, curl route goes up, uses his hands to catch the football, right? Not letting it get to his body, uh, which he showed that off all night. Another one of these screen passes. He caught so many of them. But, again, throw the ball to 14. They kept working. So, um Again, guys, tough. Get the ball in his hands. Gets yardage. The yak. Slant route. Boom. Nice catch. It's a good performance by uh, 
by Micah Gilbert. Kyle, do you have the stats on that one? Sure do. Nine catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. So pretty good. Looked really good. I really liked uh, Micah Gilbert. I think that he has number one receiver potential at the next level. But you, you, if he's your number two, you're pretty happy. I, I, I'm serious, guys. I, I'm very excited about Micah Gilbert after seeing him in person. I know it was a lot of underneath stuff like screens. Um, but what do we all call for as Notre Dame fan screens? Um, but also, like, you got to understand, his like he was the size of some of his offensive linemen. Not to throw a straight bullet at his offensive linemen, but, like, small O-line, like, I don't know how, if they had a whole lot of time to stretch the ball, you know, downfield to him. And quarterback play might not be, you know, the best in the country. So um, you got to throw a lot of this underneath stuff, and he, I, I'm very excited about him. Last but certainly not least is Bryce Young. What a talent Bryce Young is. So these opening clips here, you will see this defensive line coach. Um, You guys see this guy? Yeah, that's Bryant Young. How about Bryce Young's dad, former Notre Dame uh, defensive lineman and NFL Hall of Famer as his D-line coach? I think that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, so Bryce Young, uh, Kyle, if you can have his stats ready to go too. Um, all, just all over the field. The motor was tremendous. Uh, Raymond Gap put him in a lot of read option situations where they're running the ball and not see there all uh, time and time again. They're just leaving him unblocked and making him make a play and, and, and kind of figure out what to do. Um, but I thought this they kind of stretched the ball towards him. Bryce Young was good in, um, in run defense on the night. He probably had close to 10 tackles. He did have to come out in the fourth quarter on one of his tackles. He collided um, helmets with one of his teammates, but he did play the next week, so there was no concussion. Um, but uh, overall, like, this is a creative player in Madden, kind of like his, his physical, like what he looks like physically, like he is the prototype. Um, you know, I know Notre Dame feels like he's a five-star uh, kind of kid. Like the motor's there. The 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 pedigree is there, um, every the size is all there. He did struggle, I would say, in some like pass rushing. Like, I don't know how good Raven Gap's offensive tackle was in terms of like if he's a recruiter or not, or you know, big time player. But when the offensive tackle engaged with Young, he would struggle to get off blocks. So he still got to you know learn you know the intricacies of pass rushing. Um, but overall, the tools for Bryce Young are fantastic. Um, Notre Dame's getting one heck of a player, and again, um, he was a top of the board target for the Fighting Irish. So that's Bryce Young from Charlotte Christian. Now, Kyle, you got to see a Notre Dame commit as well. Um, so I will go to you before we wrap it up with uh, Deuce Knight. What did you see from Tabor? Actually, do you have the stats for Bryce Young? Sure do. He finished with 13 tackles, five of those being solo stops, pair of tackles for loss, sack, and a quarterback hurry. So not a bad day at the office. So you got to see Tabor on Benny Powell, um, Lakota West in the Cincy area, safety commit for the Irish in the 2024 class. Why don't you tell, about, tell us about him? Yeah, unfortunately not the best game to see um, to Brown Benny Powell. Uh, the Lakota West defense was pretty dominant all day long. Uh, they held a three-star quarterback, Jamison Kitna from Lakota East, who's a 2025 recruit, committed to Houston, a son of John Kitna, former NFL quarterback. They held him um, to zero points in that offense, to zero points, only – four and a half yards uh, per attempt, and he was 13 of 22. The Lakota West front seven was after him all night long, so didn't really get to see a ton of Tebron Benny Powell do a lot of things in coverage. Wasn't really tested all day, and like I mentioned, the front seven was just incredibly dominant, so Tebron didn't really have to make any tackles either. He only had one tackle on the day, but um, – just looking at him, he is um, just like a complete athlete. He's yeah. really well built, about 190 pounds. Um, he can run well. And I think one of the challenges with him is going to be his 
a safety development, you know, just basically playing it for the second season um, after he played outside linebacker last year uh, because Ben Minnick, Notre Dame commit, and Malik Hartford and Notre Dame target that committed to Ohio State both played safety at Lakota West. So to Brown Benny Powell, he dropped down to safety or, or um, like that outside linebacker type position last season. Now in his senior year is playing way more of a true safety type role. And he's starting to bear fruit. Uh, coming into this game, he did have three interceptions in, or one interception at each of his last three games. Uh, early on in the video, he had the block punt for a touchdown. So He's really starting to settle in. Um, unfortunately, like I said, didn't really get to see a ton from him uh, in this matchup, but there's just a lot for Notre Dame safeties coach Chris O'Lear and the defensive staff to work with there. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever going to be like some impact player at Notre Dame, um, but like he looks like he's going to be a nice piece for for the Notre Dame defense. Actually, they look pretty good. Like Again, that, like the build is a pretty good, interesting-looking prospect. Like I think you can use him – um in some of your you know aztec your nickel like th- those type of packages uh and i think he could be like a really good situational defensive back um which i hope that doesn't sound like a slight on him like those guys like are needed in the nfl too um so yeah i i i, I liked uh what what you showed or what you shot on uh on his games past friday uh and then on uh friday night i was in uh Loosedale, Mississippi, if you guys have heard about a young man named Deuce Knight, a quarterback commit in uh, the 2025 class for the Fighting Irish. Um, This was my first time getting to meet him. Um, I had an article on Wednesday with him talking about his – he identified 12 targets that he is after for the Irish in the 25 class. Uh, And then I'll have another story today, later this afternoon, where we're going to – I sat down with him for 25 minutes. So there was a lot to discuss. There'll probably be four or five articles that I have from my time interviewing him and his head coach. Um, so again, really good stuff. And then in terms of the game, I think he was like seven of nine with two drops um, had, uh, you know, 130 ish yards. I think he counted for four touchdowns. So um, overall, I mean, it was a pretty dominant win. He didn't have to, didn't have to do a whole lot. Um, you know, to, to get them to that point, but he did what he had to do. And then just in terms of like the, the, the athletic profile, the physical profile, holy crap. Like when I met him, I was like, I was like, he's, he's he, oh, oh, he's like six, five and he's long and he's like, looks absolutely the part. And then his throwing motion, when I talked to his head coach before the game, like he, and saying, Hey, like what does Deuce need to work on? He said, well, something we worked on a lot, um, you know, after a sophomore season was uh, quickening up his release. You guys could see like, it's a pretty compact, good throwing motion. Like mechanically he looks a lot better than I thought he was going to, you know, I kind of thought he's just going to be this raw passer who um, do might be more of an athlete, like that type of thing. Oh no. Like he, looks like like he can stand in the pocket and, and deliver um you know throughout that game easily still needs to you know he, he's still raw overall but more polished than i thought he would like look at that pocket movement um even fading to his right a little bit and d- delivering a strong throw down the field um i think maybe in the short game um some of his like footwork and and you know need some work and not like pushing the ball um, like I think we saw a lot with Tyler Buckner, um, like just kind of short arming it sometimes. Like I think Deuce Knight needs to um, maybe polish up in that area, but like, dude, just like pushing the ball down the field. He's got the four or five speed, just the special, special talents. Really excited about this commitment um, for Notre Dame, uh, obviously. Off the field, he's fantastic. On the field, you know, like which one's better? You know, it's kind of a cliche. Is he better off the field than on the field? I would take Deuce Knight off the field um, than, than Deuce on the field. And uh, he's an absolutely special talent on the field. So, yeah. Kyle, do you like what you see in some of these clips from him? I love it. Yeah, this is a great pickup for Notre Dame. Just, I, I was 
kind of really interested to hear what you said about his release because that was something I saw right away when you uh, put on the tape is that it seemed like he had a pretty smooth, snatchy release, and that's something they had to work on. So that that's great to see that there was an improvement there. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny because I feel like lefty quarterbacks mm-hmm. look kind of funny sometimes. Yeah. Um, but Deuce Knight doesn't. <laughs> like, he, he throws like a righty. <laughs> that's a good – that's a really good point. And how about how about the truck stick here on his, his touch on – I've always thought about that at lefty about lefty quarterbacks, but yeah, his his it, it just is very smooth. Oh, and I'm th- man, the infectious personality with this kid. Oh my god! Like seriously, like you sit down, like just interacting with him via text message and on the phone has been really cool. Um, but like in person, like just. Uh, a fantastic interview. Very blessed um, to to cover his recruitment. Like seriously, um, I've really enjoyed that. So, um, so yeah, that's the recent road travels. Um, and Kyle, honestly, man, when we are going through, when I was thinking about like the outline for today's show, I was like, man, we're gonna hit like an hour and ten minutes. How about us wrapping up about ten minutes early? So uh, I think we're gonna put it there. Um, so really good stuff today. If you're just joining us and you missed the beginning of the show, we talked about um, some key Notre Dame USC battles on the recruiting trail of players who are also visiting South Bend this weekend. So make sure you check that article out. Notre Dame offered a new 2026 quarterback and Will Griffin from Tampa Jesuit. We talked about him, um, talked about some of these prospects we've seen out on the road as well as our prize picks that we logged. So um, if you're just joining us, please check that out. Podcast audience, appreciate you. Leave a, a kind review on Apple or Spotify if you have not done so yet. Folks watching on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up and support um, what we're doing here at Blue and Gold in that way. Subscribe to our channel if you have not done so yet. And uh, it's time to get uh, uh, over to blueandgold.com where Kyle and I will be writing some articles this afternoon. So please do check those out. Appreciate you all for watching or listening. And as always, we will catch you guys next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.